Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon as Jared Brandon. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. That's right. The show about uh, guitar stuff, gear, whatnot. T- Tony, what else do we talk about here? We talk about gear. We talk about boutique builders. We talk about the people that make this stuff. And yeah, books. Yeah. We love we, the we, boutique builders. We just love it. We love yeah. to talk about it. And every once in a while, we do a 101 where we learn stuff. We got That's some right. good ones cooking in the pot right now. I'm excited Ooh, about them. I like uh, it. I speaking of boutique it. builders, we've got a really special one on tonight. Who is on the phone right now with us? Hey, I'm uh, Blake Kaiser with Kaisertronics. Blake Kaiser with Kaisertronics. Welcome he, to the show. He managed to get it out. Thank goodness, because this would have been one heck of a start to the show if Ooh, we couldn't get past that. Bad, bad, bad. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so we're we're very fortunate to have Kaisertronics on the show tonight. Uh, hopefully, you've seen some of his work out there. It is really, really nice it's looking nice stuff. stuff man. Yeah. And it sounds pretty dang great, too. Where? can people find what you do at Blake? Uh, best place is probably Instagram at Kaisertronics or Kaisertronics.com. Okay. And where can, if people just want to skip that and they want to go buy something right now, where's the best place to buy something? You know, I, uh, I do the reverb thing, but I think I'm going to stop doing that at the uh, end of the year. Um, and so probably Kaisertronics.com is the best way to kind of get either an order in or shoot me a message and I can uh, get you set up with a custom. Nice. Um, it'd be, I'd be interested to hear your take on the reverb thing. I know a lot of talk is going I know. on about that right now. Yeah, it's an interesting time. Um, and if you don't want to, that's okay too. Were you? I think we all. What have, happened to my we, shop? <laughs> we have strong opinions about that. I think everybody I mean, does. Yeah, we were in yeah. Chicago when reverb was awesome. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. there was like this era oh, yeah. of. When it first started, before it got bought. We went to the place. But even, you know, as a small business owner myself, I mean, you know, this year I started looking at, you know, what I've paid PayPal over the course of the of the year. I mean, and they're and they have. I know you can write it off, but still, it's a it's a major percentage. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But sometimes the cost of doing business. It is a cost of doing yeah, business. So yeah. I, what I think will probably happen is that some other one sprouts up and goes, we can do it better. And cheaper. Yeah. And maybe it's just guitars, so you don't have to mess around with all the other garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing against synth players and drummers and everything, but hey, this is a guitar show, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's not called the right. synth knobs. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have got a couple of announcements, um, and then we're going to get into some awesome chitter-chatter about... Guitar gear and everything with our friend Blake. Judy, Judy, bang, bang. Uh, first, I want to do a really, really big shout out all the way down in Australia at Road. Nick Stillman, our, our, our man Road. at the helm down there, still looking out for us. And we had a, a nice little ex- uh, email exchange, hadn't talked in, in a little bit. And, um, you know, Nick, I know you listen to the show, so... We salute you, my friend, all the way down there. And we really, truly hope to meet you someday, yeah. maybe at the uh, NAM or something like that. What's um, going on with Road? Um, still making awesome stuff. They're always coming out with new great stuff. Cool. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll uh, have a little chat with him soon. Nice. Um, and then I also wanted to bring up, uh, I had a, an interesting, interesting conversation on Instagram 
with a friend of mine who I met at a show. Total strangers. Met at a show. Bang. We're like besties. guitar broskies. It's, it's great. And we, we both grew up in the same area, went to the same shows and didn't even know it. Now we're in Ohio and we didn't even know it. So oh. uh, his name is Hex Matos and he is oh, a Hex. hell of a guitar player. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, so anyways, he said, uh, he, he said, dude, I had one of those weird, stupid guitar moments. This is ridiculous. Do you remember me telling you about the Mystic Gold Anniversary Strat that I have? Which he showed me. It's, uh, oh, ooh, la, la. That is, I, you guys know, I'm not, I, 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 you don't it's like not the that I, it's shape. not that I hate them. I just, they're not for me. But man, that, that, uh, Mystic Gold Anniversary is hmm. absolutely beautiful. You it's like gold, like, it. like with the, like red fire sparkle stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. It's like, it's like glowing lava. Yeah, sparkles. it's really amazing. Oh, he yeah. said, um, that, uh, for some reason, that one uh, just doesn't do it for me. Um, well, I decided to put the stock pickguard back on it to get ready to sell it or, or trade for another guitar. Um, he had, since he bought it, he installed a white pearl pickguard, uh, and for some reason, the tone just wasn't there. Which he it was like you know that doesn't sound like that makes sense because like why would a tone why would pickguard affect your tone? It doesn't. Well, uh, for some reason the tone wasn't there, and after I changed the guard and readjusted the pickup height to specs, I decided to plug it in and play. Lo and behold! Ba, 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 ba. No, you guys still don't know how to do that. You say low. No. And you say behold. Behold. Yes. That's how this works. <laughs> okay. We'll do it right next time. Yes, let's try it again. Lo and behold. Lo and behold. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, it, look, it, it came alive, and it looks even better. Is it psychological? Yes. Uh, all of you people out there can understand and relate. Hell, you can even talk about it on the show, LOL. That's what we're doing right that's now. That's what we're doing. Uh, I, I, I so his, his question, Tony. Yes. No, no. The, the question, answer is the, the answer is, is no. I don't even need the question. Can something as ridiculous as a pickguard make a difference? No, no. It's it's your adjustment that here, makes so all here, the world the it's, difference. It's, it, I, I suspect it was he had <clears throat> when he put the other guard on. He didn't have the pickups in the sweet spots. Right. And there are some issues with um, different types of pickguard material and some players. Depending on the pigments that are used and different things like that, some players actually have a grounding or a, a, a you know a, a static electrical exactly. issue, and it doesn't affect every player, but some players it does, mm. and it you know I, I find it commonly on uh, mint material. And oh, I, really? I, I suspect it's either the pigment that they use or something like that. But honestly, it doesn't make any... It's plastic, for God's sakes. Well, yeah. I mean, visually, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I can't imagine a situation... I mean, if it were over... If somebody overshielded uh, the I think you're guard, doing a really crap job of selling how important a pick art is tony no i mean visually <laughs> absolutely if you want to change pickups absolutely but it doesn't affect the tone of the instrument unless and, and this is a big unless, unless you want it to and tony can help you out 
Well, no, I'm, let me finish. <laughs> Allow me to finish my all thought. All right, all right. Because if somebody puts too much grounding on the backside of, of, a, of a pick guard. Like the copper stuff. Like the copper stuff. Or the aluminum or, stuff. And back in the day, uh, Fender put a big hunk of aluminum That's right. behind it. They did. It essentially creates, and all the electronic guys out there are going to yell at me, but it essentially creates a capacitor. And that capacitor takes off some of your high end. No kidding. Yes. That's why everybody always says, do you shield the back of your guard? Well, actually, if you look at... But maybe if you want that, that's If you look cool. at a pickup and... It's, it makes sense on the fenders. pickup book, you'll see that there are a magnetic flux field. Flux. And that goes in front and in back of the pickup itself. Which yes. affects so, your magnetic bloom, .com. Exactly does. Exactly. <laughs> so that, you know, the big hunk of aluminum or whatever the heck... Yeah. Well, that will affect as that. we were talking about the Jaguar pickups with the with the claws. I mean, what do you think about that, Blake? Blake, man, I I am learning so much right now. I feel like <laughs> I am back in school. Oh. Well, you have it from a lifelong pickup builder uh, who's basically, I mean, a uh, pick guard <laughs> builder and a pickup builder, but a pick guard build. Both these guys are saying it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So it, they're definitely not shilling. Um, they're goods right now. They're, they're being honest about uh, no, that. No, and I, I don't think anybody buys a pick guard to improve their tone. I do. Well, <laughs> I don't know any better. That's to distract them from looking at you. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but no, in, in all honesty, I don't think that makes any difference tone-wise. Yeah. Again, unless it's overshielded. And in some cases, that might be preferable because I think back in the day, Leo you know, said, oh, these are a little bright. How about we throw some, you know, that piece of aluminum behind there and make it a little less bright? Yeah. And I think, you know, that I, I believe that to be the that case. That would make sense because my Telecaster has a copper-shielded uh, back, mm-hmm. and it isn't nearly as ice-picky as, as some Telecasters. Mm-hmm. Well, it, Jared, and let's talk about uh, Telecaster bridge pickups. Some have a copper plate. Yeah, what's up with and that? Some have a steel plate. A steel. Blake, do you know about the, the, the copper plate on the on the uh, pickups on the Telecaster? Zinc Absolutely covered not. copper. Okay, we're copper both learning here. Covered zinc. Yeah. yeah. So there, but there, there is a tonal difference. There is, there is, but uh, I don't know. I would explain have to, it to me. Explain it to me. I would have to revisit that. Mm. It's been a while since I messed yeah. with Tele stuff. Just mm. does it. It just. But I it work does. for Gibson. Dang it! <laughs> Not Fender. <laughs> um, it it. I don't know that. I don't know that you're going to be able to hear it. Um, uh, with your ears. Yeah. You know, I I think you'd have to A B it. Yeah. In the same Probably. guitar that with would the be same a really everything. Good test. You should have Zach do that. And yeah, and and with the sound wave computer program, I think you're going to see a difference. Yeah, there, like the overall. Uh, well, <clears throat> well, thanks, Hex, for throwing yeah. us into a <laughs> quandary and a that was that was a good discussion. <laughs> Tangent. Blake, do, you, do you have uh, any tellies or strats? I do. Uh, I bought a couple strats this year, and I've had a few tellies. Mm. So I have like a seventy-two thin line reissue and a. A Nash. Oh, uh, yeah. A made in Mexico thin line? Yeah. So it's it, got the it, good neck. Yeah, when it first came out. The yep. very, very first one I bought, um, put it on a layaway, actually. They got good necks. That's, yeah, for sure. And the yeah. Nash stuff is really good, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool, man. Uh, let's see here. Well, now you're probably all wondering, like, what is under my stuff? I wonder if you're going to go look at it. I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. I think you should pull them all apart. Nah. <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> Don't do that during the podcast. We need you to focus, man. You get some wide range from Brandon. So Long. let's talk about what's going on in our music world this week. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, this is where we just kind of dip in and say, do a quick round table about like, what's going on with us real quick. And we're going to start with Tony and then jump over and hear from Blake. Okay. So this was, this was a, gosh, it's I, I've been having these crazy good weeks. Um, and so I'm going to narrow it down to just a couple of things, uh, both involving Rickenbackers. Um, oh, a while yeah. back, Jared made me a set of Rickenbacker-style uh, bass pickups. That's right. Now, traditionally, um, in the case of Rickenbacker, when they would put a toaster, for instance, in a bass guitar... They used a guitar pickup, which right. had six pull pieces. They were already made. They were in a bin. They were in a bin somewhere. They just yanked them out. Yeah. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, did it work? Well, yeah, it worked. It's just that those six magnetic pull pieces uh, created a magneticbloom.com. And um, <laughs> I'm not getting anything <laughs> from that. There's nothing there. I just got the URL. That's it. <laughs> and um, so I said, you know what, Jared? Before you go on your journey into the land of Nashville, can you make me, and I, I had absolutely no idea what they were going to sound like, but I said, to me, it makes sense because on their high gains, uh, Rickenbacker high gain pickups, they have four pull pieces mm -hmm. um, with the rubberized uh, magnets mm -hmm. that, that, you know, so, but I prefer the older style that have the on the go. Yeah, the quarter inch. So I said, can you make me, a bait, you know, a, a bridge and a neck pickup I or a bass with I just obliged. four um, true El Nico 5 magnet pole pieces. Yep. And he did. And I finally had an opportunity to get him installed into an instrument that I can't go into a lot of detail about for some reason or other. And um, but I I actually think they sound really good. Thank you, Tony. So, um, so it was an experiment for both of us, and I'm glad that we did it, and now I know. Um, the second thing uh, was I got my Super Deluxe Edition oh. Rickenbacker book. Holy moly. Oh, wow, that looks fancy. He just broke it out right here, fancy everybody. Fancy, fancy. I right just in broke it out right in front of you. And I have number 81 of 800. Wow. wow. That is uh, a lovely Signed set. by the authors. Wow. Yes. It was ridiculous. Are we going to get them on the show? Uh, I'm working on it as we speak. We'll have to spread it out. We don't want too much Rick in one, yeah. you know. But what's cool about the Super Deluxe Edition, you get the book, a hardbound book, yeah. as opposed to the soft cover. You also, they've made a soft cover book of all of the Rickenbacker uh, catalogs. That's so cool. That is And very they go special. back to the 30s for that. Wow. And there's a special... Uh, poster section that they uh, they did a reprint from the Rose Morse uh, uh, Rickenbacker versions, all of the Beatle wow. guitars, wow. and all of Paul Weller's Rickenbackers. Paul Weller from the Jam and Style Council. Yeah, beautiful. And this was the most money I ever spent on a book. I was just about to say, do you, <laughs> I, do I don't you even feel want like it, telling us? I don't even want to disclose. Four hundred. 
No, it wasn't 400. Oh. But it was still a lot of money. And Jerry's like, well, pish posh. <laughs> if it's not 400, it's nothing. <laughs> it's crap. <laughs> but honest to God, uh, if you have any interest at all at Rickenbackers and the history that of Rickenbacker. That is a beautiful looking book, man. Uh, it's incredible. That looks high quality. The, it, the, the authors went into such detail. The photography is beautiful. I, I just love it. And so to me, it was worth every penny I spent. Yeah. It might not be to other people. Some people might want to just settle for the soft cover edition. But um, I liked all of the extra stuff, and I love the, uh, the catalog reprints. So uh, it's put out by a company called Phantom Publishing. Yeah. Uh, they're in the U.K. Yep. Uh, at some point, I would imagine it might be available through Amazon or whatever, but this was an early release, and I got it, uh, I got it before everybody else. That's neato. That's like the... Uh Steak Neptune of books. The what? You know, the steak when they put the, the oh. crab on top of it and everything. That's the old 50s dish. Ah, uh, yeah. And then you get baked Alaska after that. Oh, I, love <laughs> I love me some baked Alaska. <laughs> so a pretty eventful week in my book. That's very cool. Blake, that's a hard act to follow. What, what's going on in your music world? That's a beautiful book. Yeah, and I'm a huge Rick. Uh, fanboy, you gotta Ooh. get this. You gotta get this. Yeah, that actually sounds like it's less than four hundred. Don't worry. Well, the the soft cover edition I think is uh, forty or forty five plus shipping. Yeah, th- but this that this is this is if this, you are a fan of Rick's, that's the one to get. That, that is a special collection. <laughs> I, I I mean, they had an early bird how, special. How many on pages it. is that? Uh, many, many. Three hundred and thirty-six pages. pages. It's like the Bible. Amazing photography. It's different than that. And it comes in a slipcover too, <laughs> and shorter. Yeah, <laughs> much <laughs> shorter. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely. I mean, the hardcover one with the uh, with the catalog reprints and the posters. Yeah. Um, if you There's love a lot of stuff in there. yeah, like do a, it. Like that bicycle's just like a dump truck. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Blake, sorry, we, we, we hijacked that real quick. What's going no, on in your music world? Okay. Uh, I ordered my first custom amp. Ooh, holy week. smoke. I've never done anything like that before. It seems really weird. I like uh, vintage amps mostly. Uh-huh. I've got quite of a well, – I used to have a pretty large collection of amps, but I sold them off over the years, and now I'm slowly trying to acquire some of those back. Um, but I ordered a um, Truman amplification. Yes. Um, it's it's they, a Russian. Yeah, they're kind of a new, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're like new, new, but um, they make fuzz pedals and stuff. And I was gorgeous ones. Working, yeah, I was working on one of those for a customer and um, I reached out to Hercules that works over there. Right. And um, I kind of was just inquiring about you know how can i best do some mods to this pedal that won't make it you know it's beautiful it's a work of art i think and um we got to talking about you know amps and stuff and they have this new model that's like a it's like a a real small plexi style amp that they're coming out with it's it seems super cool and yeah um, it's like a 212 isn't it well it's a 112 and a tall vertical cap okay all right. And so I thought the idea was pretty interesting because it reminded me of some of those, uh, some of the stuff that like Benson does. And yeah. I love, love, love Benson. And um, I looked at the dimensions and it's tiny, tiny, tiny. Mm. And I was like, man, I can't, you know, I, I don't really have a use for like a tiny bedroom amp. But if I'm going to do something, I'd like to have a full size, you know, vertical 212 amp. Can you like make me something? He's like, yeah, we can 
throw something together. There was a model that they were going to come out with that um, he was like, why don't we just kind of base it off of this? And it'll have a attenuator built in. It'll also have a, oh. a cab sim um, direct out all this stuff. And I was like, wow. man, this is, this is like super cool. So pulled the trigger on that. Those are beautiful like, too. Yeah. They like do hand lacquer painting and everything like that. So yeah, it's like, um, it, it, it's a unique piece, you know, it'll be something that like, I don't know, it'll take like six months to get made. So pretty excited about that. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've actually, uh, reached out to them to get, to get on the show, because yeah, I'm yeah. just tired of looking at these gorgeous pedals. <laughs> it's incredible. Not, like, it, yeah, it's huge too. Like, you know, it looks big, but then when you get it in, in hand, you're like, this is a massive pedal. And yeah. the amount of work that they do to it is, is, is quite a lot, you know, internally, yeah. externally, everything. So super cool. Very cool. That's exciting. Uh, mm -hmm. what color? Uh, I haven't decided, but I think I'm going to go with like the, the, uh, uh, company colors so like a metal like a metallic flake gold yeah. with black man so, too cool like too that. cool yeah they do they, they're not afraid of color which is really neat you know they, oh my they, gosh they, you know, they just put it out there yeah. um i remember very uh i guess it was pretty recently it was like all of a sudden there was all these truman amps coming out I was like what i think i actually sent it directly to I you, think you did, yeah because yeah, i was like whoa 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 this is amazing they're also yeah. building guitars too yeah, they do guitars, pedals, amps, pretty much everything, and yeah. they have a they have like a dedicated designer and everything. I mean, Man. it's a it's a full scale operation. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that if we can get them on, um, <clears throat> and very excited for you. I'm I'm sure we'll be seeing pictures of of what when you when you get that. Oh yeah, uh, Jared. Oh yes, yes, yes. So uh, a couple of things. Uh, number one, I am. So excited uh, going to Akron tomorrow to finally get my uh, Martin D35. Yeah, finally. It's got a Brazilian back and sides. Does that uh, mean they put wax on it and rip the hair off? Probably. <laughs> Whatever they do, the thing, those things sound really good. I'm really excited to get it. I bought it, a, I think, the summer before last. Yes, summer before last. Yeah. I remember and when you got that one. It was a while back, and uh, finally. So, so what did they do to it? Um, so Martins are finished before they're actually put together. So they took it apart and they they totally uh, refinished the whole guitar because it was I think it was in a house fire, but it didn't. None of the wood burnt. It just got real smoky looking. it got real smoky looking the finish you saw you saw it i think i showed it to you didn't i maybe not in person but it, it was pretty rough but uh <clears throat> lays he's they've had it there for a long time and they took care of it and they That's they're nice. finally getting around to it another what, thing i want to do uh what year was that one again it's a uh, 1969 the last year they put brazilian, brazilian rosewood on the back and sides nice and that makes the price so different it's so crazy so crazy the the price difference between a Brazilian rosewood and an, and an wow. Indian rosewood. Yeah, it's rightfully crazy. so. But uh, so uh, I was in a, a social media group and I was looking at this 1962 ebony block that somebody posted, and I went through the pictures and checked it out, and I noticed the the headstock just looked weird and wonky. Like um, it was. 
a really beat up guitar and the finish on it is fantastic it's a pelham blue finish Ooh. and they they did a great job on the finish but the headstock it, i would have had the wings redone on that you know how the gibson headstock right. has the i would have totally redone that and um gibson now makes a fantastic overlay headstock overlay and i i would have replaced it but whoever did this didn't do that and i i made a comment on the post uh-huh. i said man that that's a beautiful finish beautiful guitar i know it's original but that that headstock is pretty beat up it looks wonky and i got attacked for saying Ooh. that <laughs> i got attacked i'm did like did you think that wouldn't happen i'm like let it go i'm like i i honestly was thinking about offering on this guitar but because that headstock wasn't done very well they want eight grand for this thing and it's not that's it's it's, not even is this the the paul that you showed me this is is the last paul this is it i just showed you the headstock okay it was uh the headstock just they did a great job refinishing let me tell you um but they didn't they didn't uh totally restore the headstock let me see it's just not it's just a little weird yeah, where the tuners go, the, it's everything sunken in because they had different tuners on it, and it's just really badly wore down. Mm. Um, they could get a new in, an overlay. That's, that's of a lot of money for something from, that has a. If it's done right, you can ask for a lot of money. Yeah, but it's not. But that's what I'm saying. Everything else was done great, and it just it just kills me because. It's such a great looking guitar. You're saying this is a refin too. That right? is a refin, absolutely. Well, yeah, they they say it is. It's a uh, a neck reset too, so that kills the price too. But yeah, well, you know, people are are trying to get every little dollar they can because of the vintage prices are just sky high right now. It's a handsome guitar. It is, man. Well, but if you have an eye, then you're going to notice how wonky the headstock <laughs> looks. So no that's way. not true. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I just wanted to share that little oh, ditty. That's cool. That's, well, that's nice to know. Super nifty. What about yeah. you, Toddly? Well, my guitar week uh, was very exciting because uh, we got featured. My band, the ah, Villantinos. Yes. You can check us out on Spotify and all the places. The Villantinos. We got covered for for a show that we did. You know, I'm going to start a band called the Super Villantinos. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the uh, evil Villantinos. <laughs> yes. uh, anyways, so uh, the the photographer, has, she actually came out to our very first show and captured some amazing photos. Oh, so wow. she followed up. She goes, hey, I, I would, I'd love to cover this, you know, thing for you. You're like, absolutely, come on out. Well, I didn't know it was, I thought it was just going to be like some, you know, little yeah. thing. We opened up the website, and I mean, it's like we're front and center yeah. on this website called soundcheck.ca. It's Canadian, eh? and uh, but they cover international. You know why you got covered like that? Because your guitar looks awesome. Well, it's either I, I that mean, or because he uses tour, tour gear design cables. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the crazy thing is we're on the front of this website. I don't even, I don't know if it's still... That way, if they've got new articles up, I I, I don't even know. And I don't want to know, because in my mind, it's always like this. <laughs> um, now, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of Imagine Dragons, but um, 
they're pretty huge. Yeah. So in order, when you look at the website, there's four there's four main like images. Number one is Imagine Dragons. Number two is catching up with the Valentinos, followed by an article about Santana and an article about Primus. Yeah. <laughs> like you're in good what company. What the hell just happened? <laughs> you're in very good company. I could not believe it. It that was the craziest thing. And and the the, the coolest part about it, like I love my bandmates and and everything, but the image that they used is uh, the the Hagstrom that I have, the black Hagstrom with the gold pick guard, and it's just like blammo right there. Wait a minute, a gold pick guard? Who would yeah, have made well, that that's for a you? Pick guardian pick guard. <laughs> um, and my pickups. I am a little bummed that they do? didn't. That it, one wasn't featured with uh, Vinny, my uh, new yeah. uh, gullet guitar co uh, guitar. But um, I that do love the, shot. the Hagstrom Viking. It's yeah. pretty rad. That's yeah, it's good. So. It's just, it was very, very surreal. I never imagined, you know, anything like that. We play because we love playing and we've got things that, you know, we've got creativity to offer. Yeah. But, um, you know, who knows if anything or nothing will come of that. Um, But that was. You're going to be huge in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) We did see a spike on Spotify. I mean, it was like, blink. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So that's cool. We'll we'll take Take that. Take it. Take you can it. go buy a candy bar. Yeah, you got your, you earned your quarter that week. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, that was pretty dang neato. You never Congrats. know when something crazy like that's going to happen. to Congrats, you. Congrats, good buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, you know, Todd. Speaking of Canadian things, yes, it's been a topic of conversation as of late. Yes, Yay. it has. Have you ever heard of tour gear design patch cables? Not only have I heard of them, but they're all over my board, actually, and and a couple other things. Ah. Yes, sir. And because I've heard of them early on. Yes. Early on, early. Mind you, we, we uh, basically secured a little deal with them. Yes. So you can go to tourgeardesigns.com and get yourself these amazing flat Flat. Patch cables mm. with the tiniest diameter crepe uh, jack. Mm-hmm. Yes, crepe like flat. Wait a minute. Where, was like it jack. Tour Gear Designs on one of our podcasts? They were. They were on one of the podcasts, and I can't tell you the number right now because I'm busy talking. I believe you it's con- number uh, 873. 870, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, someday. Anyways, go over to tourgeardesigns.com uh, and use the guitar knobs. For spell it out, all one word. The guitar knobs. And you're going to save ten percent on your entire order. And you're going to get a bunch. Yep. You Not only will. are they affordable and reliable, they come in all these lengths and sh- and, 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 and sizes different and sizes shapes. and shapes, shapes yeah. and stuff. Which and people are sometimes uh, will say, "What? Do, why does the lengths and stuff matter?" Because if you're running your, if you're running like a, a, a two level mm. board, like a, you know, you got ones at the top and ones at the bottom. Somehow you got to connect the ones that are on the right to the ones, or yeah. the ones that are on the left down to the ones on the on the right, or vice versa, or whatever. Yeah. You need a long cable to do that, and you know, or sometimes you need a short cable, or a short cable, so, so you don't have slop all over your board. Yes, this is anti-slop cables. That's what that's. Their, I think that should be I the think new it's a bumper line. sticker. Yeah. Anti-slop. Anyways, tourgeardesigns.com and uh, go get your 10% off with the guitar knobs. Jared? Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right. Blake from Kaisertronics. We yes. need to hear your four on the floor. So first, I think everybody should, this should be like standard issue. Uh, Benson preamp. I mean, like, why not? We've heard it. We've uh, had a lot yeah. of those lately. Yeah. 
It sounds amazing. It's it's uh, it's a JFET cascading, you know, JFET preamp, which it, I mean, you can't make that thing sound bad. It has a lot of gain on gain on tap too, so I mean, you can you know do whatever you want to with it. It's super flexible. It's always stayed on my board. I even had a uh, what is that Chase Bliss, uh, the preamp MK2, and that's essentially you know that's made with Benson. Um, and it's a Benson preamp plus a lot of different features. And, mm-hmm. um, so I've had either that or the, just the standard basic preamp on my board for years now. So you're talking, uh, J- J- Fets. what can you mm-hmm. g- give us just kind of a, a brief rundown on, on the different types of, uh, I'm guessing those are the diodes or transistors, uh, transistors. Okay. So it's, I mean, it, it, a cascading JFET circuit is just a bunch of those in, in series. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is it, it basically gives you a really, uh, you know, I hate the word transparent, but very amp light, amp like, uh, light, that's good. Yeah. That's the new, yes, amp like words, no organic, no transparent. Amp-like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it, it is, uh, it's, it works with your amps really well if you already like your tone and you don't like a lot of color shaping or um, those kind of things, or shades. That know. sounds like another pedal that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very I, I, have a, I have a thing for JFETs. Nice. Very cool. But, uh, uh, yeah, so that, that would be definitely now, first. Now, you, you run that first? Where, where is that in your, in your lineup? Well, it just depends. I mean, like if I have a fuzz that doesn't play nice with anything, that's got to go first. But sure. usually it's like right at the front end. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's so flexible, though, man. It, I don't know. It's just a great – like it's, I think, the best $250 you could spend. Okay. Um, well, you're going to get your, maybe, your, your money's worth maybe there's a, in, in a pedal board. You, you could either that or get yeah. a Rickenbacker yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, 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 or another pedal that we might talk about. Um, <laughs> now, how I think this is uh, something we haven't really covered, but it's something that I always end up spending probably too much time on with a preamp. How do you run that? Do you tend to run that hot? Do you tend to like, is it, is it kind of like it just, it's on and that's, you leave it and you don't mess with it. How do you? you yeah, sit? for me, it's always on. Mm-hmm. And so it acts as like my first gain stage, um, that kind of pushes the amp. Cause I like, um, uh, mostly I've been playing a lot of like silver face fenders. Um, and so it, you know, I kind of set the amp on just the edge and then kind of use the pedal to kind of like, you know, when you dig in, give you a little bit of grit, mm-hmm. but man, like if you, uh, just turn the gain up, max it out on that preamp and it, it gets a little fuzzy. It's super cool. That's cool. Nice. All yeah. right. What's next? Uh, so fuzz, I think I could never play without some type of fuzz, but I'm kind of particular on that. Um, because some of them are just not, you know, functional. They're just fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm a guy that if it's going to take up space on a board, I kind of want it to be functional. Mm-hmm. And so I look for fuzzes that have uh, bias knobs just so you can just kind of pull out the actual tone that you want. And that's super important to me. And I like traditional circuits like MK2s, tone benders, uh, MK3 tone bender, fours, things like that, that are really kind of raunchy and full frequency. Not a lot of the, um, I'm, I, I like MK1s. Uh, it's just not my, my um, color uh, if I'm going to put it on my board typically. So 
I would go with, there is a company called uh, Espresso Effects, mm-hmm. and they make a lot of really cool Mojo builds, but they have a custom shop MK2 that I really, really like. Um, it's got bias control on it. Um, and uh, just pretty much anything that you know I kind of like is, is contained in a pedal like that. And now, so that would be... Now, you say you like, you like the bias control. Can you tell us what exactly that does? Yeah, so it just uh, affects the voltage going into the transistors. Okay, and so, so you either um, starve it or feed it. Yeah, yeah. And so you, um, depending on how the pedal is wired, you could have separate bias controls for, you know, the... Um, you know, if you have a two transistor, like a fuzz face, you can have, uh, you know, a bias control for the first and the second. The first one's not going to do tons, but it, it can be set. You know, you're, you're basically setting resistance values. Mm-hmm. And so um, the you see typically if you're going to have a knob on the outside of bias control, it's typically um, going to uh, affect a transistor towards the end of the circuit. And, um, yeah, you get cool. a lot of really fun sounds out of that. Very mm-hmm. nice. Very nice. Uh, number three. Yes. Uh, chorus. I couldn't live without <laughs> some type of chorus and I'm kind of a purist when it comes to basically if I could just play a two powered JC one twenty, that would be kind of what I would do. But, um, since I don't want to play a JC one twenty all the time, uh, <laughs> you know, a boss C2 is, uh-huh. is a great choice. Um, and then the specifically the, uh, C2W with the CE one, uh, mode is kind of what I'm digging. That's the Waza craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's super cool. All their Waza stuff that they're coming out with now, it's just like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's nice. word on the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number four. Um, kind of a throwback. Eventide space. I've had that. Oh. I have had that uh, forever, and it's super in depth. It's way more pedal than I'd ever need. Um, unlike but, the unlike the current version, <laughs> <laughs> and it is uh, the just there's so many good they this black hole mode on it is just you kind of get some of those swimming reverbs that are um, really cool because I keep reverb on all the time. Um, mm. I'm really kind of into new wavy kind of stuff, and yeah. so I I really like those big huge washes and. Um, you know, wall of sound kind of thing with a, with a tremolo arm being used quite, mm-hmm. quite a bit. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. Now when you have a reverb on all the time, do you run sort of like a, a, maybe a, a low, um, a low effect reverb and an additional like for purpose for, for effect? Occasional? No, so I do run everything super low. So my mix is, uh, you can set a mix value on the on the space, and it's usually like at 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. So it's super out of 100, and so it's super low. Um, and I don't, I, I just kind of like this, like if you wanted my sound in a nutshell, there's this band called White Lies, and um, one of their first albums is basically exactly how i've always wanted to sound and um that's it's just this constant low you know reverb in the background that kind of just is a a nice compliment to everything you play because you can hear everything it's not super washy but it it really does kind of just give you this really cool um constant you know sound nice i like it if that makes any sense i don't even know if that makes sense yeah yeah 
I run my reverb pretty low as well, on, and I have that going through the HX stomp, but it's like, it's just sort of onish. Yeah, and the space stuff is super textural. It's not like a dry tube, not like two reverbs dry, but like basically, like it's sort of one dimensional, you know, like a, like a amp reverb. It's super cool, but this has like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's so much bigger because there's probably multiple effects built into that, you know, that they're trying to like, you know, piece together to make that big, huge sound. But it's, it's more of like, I don't know, room mixed with hall mixed, you know what I mean? The algorithm are like huge and super cool. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, let's see. I think that's four, isn't it? I counted four. That's four. That's a good four. I man, every single time we get new stuff, I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go for, uh, we're going to get into this interview business here. Um, and find out a little bit more about Blake and what is driving his uh, Kaisertronics awesomeness. Um, I think Jared Jared has a, a great kickoff since we've been talking about settings and what we like to play and why we like to play it. So, uh, Blake, I got a question. What was yes. your first song that really made you want to play the guitar? Oh. Like, what was it? What... What was the the band or the song? Can or, I do, yeah, a little more. Can you describe right? that yeah, a little bit band, more, Jerry? Yeah. The band. Simplify that. Utterly simple question. A little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm so, sorry. A band made me play. Yes, Actually, my well, dad did. Well, that's but. what we're talking about. Another band, not his own song. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Blake, th- go before you. Yeah. <laughs> before Jared explodes. <laughs> so it it's uh, definitely cream. I mean, really? like, huh. yeah, I still look back and I'm like, man, I, you know, and I don't even know if it was sun, sunshine, but I, man, it was definitely cream. And I was, I think I had a greatest hits album that my uncle got me. Huh. And I remember we lived in Washington state and we were like traveling up for Christmas to, um, like the beach way out and it's super cold. And I remember just listening to that album on a, you know, like a little disc man, you know, mm-hmm. And it just was like, I think I Feel Free was the very oh, first song on there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, man, this is it. That this is, is a it. great song. Like, I'd never heard a band like that. And it sounds so weird now, like, in retrospect, because, you know, it's pretty basic, you know. But th- it was just, it, yeah, that was definitely it. That's, uh, see. It's, I wouldn't it's have so expected that. No, I didn't mean either. But actually, coming out of that part of the country, I can understand that, if that's where you were living. Hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I got one more question for you, though, Blake. All righty. What was the first electric guitar that you acquired? Uh, it was a Yamaha Pacifica. Mm. And I mm. still have it. <laughs> so you never forget where you came from. Yeah. Uh, I never actually got an acoustic first. My parents um, got me an electric. Wow. I didn't either. Lessons I bypassed that altogether. Those are hard to yeah. play. As a kid. Yeah, I did. Nice. I, that's how I learned. That's why I dig in so hard on the uh, fretboard. I'm not acoustic guy. <laughs> um, and well, hey, while we're talking about that, so to, in influences in guitars, I think that there's probably some moment when a young guitarist is like, okay, I hear it. I want to do a thing. And then they see, in particular, somebody's guitar, and they're like, well, that's cool. Mm. 
I kind of like that. I kind of, I don't know what it does, but I want it. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, a guitar that inspired sort of your thirst for guitarness? <laughs> There's probably more than I'm. That's okay. You can answer a couple. So many. Be you one. know what I do remember is the first time I saw a No Doubt video, and I th it was a Flying V. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And I was like, they make a they make a guitar. It's probably not. Don't look speak. Like it was no. It was just a. <laughs> Why do I okay, remember just a girl? It was just a girl. They're I like in a bathroom that. and like yeah. outside. And it, it was, it was uh, great it was tune though. Weird. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if it was seafoam green or something like that, but like that was, that was like the first, you know what? There's another one. If yeah. it doesn't bore you. No. no. I saw this show. It was all in, about, man. Uh, I saw the show in Nashville. It was a showcase show, some band. And, uh, <laughs> this is when I was really young. So I, uh, maybe like 95, something like that, 94. And, uh, I remember going in, I'd never really heard like really heavy droney. I don't even know what you grungy kind of music at that Shoe point. Like music. Grew, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it was, uh, it was crazy so these guys in these suits that i know the band name is nine volt velvet they're not around anymore <laughs> but like i i went into this like gibson showcase show at like in downtown nashville and um these guys were just like the sound was like murder it just sounded so loud and so big and i met the band afterwards with my dad and like i looked at their pedal boards and i was like this is insane like they had all these pedals and um they were playing uh, Rickenbackers yeah. and in black and white suits, like, you know, yeah. like old sixties, thin tie, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, this like, like this yeah, is like the, the weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, we're talking way, yeah. you know, way early. Wow. And I was like, man, this is, I think somewhere in there that was super formative to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was like the first time I ever saw Big Muff. And then the next week I went out and bought brand new, uh, Sovtech, uh, small stone and big muffs and they're like 55 bucks oh, <laughs> oh, the yeah. old days <laughs> the green yeah the green boxes big boxes it was crazy yeah right on they're big wood boxes aren't they the big muffs? yeah they came in wood crates wood crates i yeah. actually made yep. a pickup winder out of one of those boxes oh man no kidding. i still have it. oh that's right that's right yeah when i came over the first time you're like that's what this is and i was like that's weird <laughs> Uh, that's too cool, man. Um, hey, while we're on it, guys, uh, this is a super fun part of conversation. Tony, how yeah. about you? Was there somebody's guitar or something that you were super, were really influenced early by? Well, I mean, like the first time I saw Rickenbacker, you know, like the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, that just, I mean, there was just something otherworldly about that instrument. I mean, since that time, of course, I've come to appreciate other instruments or other guitars. Okay, I so say. but but that that the Beatles thing, like that's yeah. your you know your kid, tiny kid. But when you started going like, all right, I'm I'm a grown man kid, yeah, and I'm and I'm gonna rock the world with guitar. I don't know what to do it with yet, but that guy's thing is really cool. Yeah, what's that? Uh, probably Peter Buck from REM. Really? Mm. Yeah, it's a good one. Interesting. Good one. Yeah, that's. I always like. I mean, I, I always like Townsend. I mean, to me, Townsend is kind of the ultimate guitarist. He's a great rhythm guitarist. He's a showman too, and he's a showman, and he's a, actually a pretty decent lead player too. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, good licks. But I, I always enjoyed... Remember that song, Eminent Front? Well, <laughs> they did, did, give a, did give him a little bankroll, right? That was so mean. Why did I do that? I don't know. I, uh, anyways, that why do you terrible. have to be so? Why he's do you good, hate the he's who? A great guy. I, I don't hate the who. Uh, I don't know. But yeah. anyhow, well, you know, early on, Pete was a Rickenbacker player. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, I I remember him more from the you know the SG days. And even, and then into the Les Pauls that you know, his deluxes that oh, yeah. he would have a three. You're old up. enough to actually remember when the Who was the Who when Keith Moon was still around. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember Keith Moon. Yeah, I mean uh, he was still alive. Yeah, yeah. Jared, about yourself. Uh, very absolute first guitar I ever saw that I wanted that I wanted to have that made me want to play was my dad's Gibson Dove, and I have it. Ah. And then later on in life, as far as electric goes, it was it was Slash. Wasn't I thought, know? what about the Black Beauty? <clears throat> yeah, he had one of those. I saw that in the picture. But no, I thought, didn't your dad have a... a he did have a Black Beauty, um, and he sold that to get the Dove, that ah. song, before I was around. Okay. So, I mean, he got that in 73. I was born in 77. Um, and... Because he started having kids with mom, that's that dove is all he had for a long time. Nice. Well, yeah. uh, and then I, you know, I saw Slash play. I, everybody else had Les Pauls. I just wanted a Les Paul so bad. Yeah. It took me a while to get one. Yeah. First Les Paul I ever bought was in Korea. A Gibson Les Paul was in Korea. Huh. It was yeah. a '79. When you're in the military. Uh, yep. So not the Korean War. Not the Korean War, but it was a ceasefire, yeah. and it yeah, still is it today. Still is. Well, since we're going around the table, how about you, Todd? Yeah, buddy. I think, uh, although I didn't necessarily rush out and copy it, the the first one that made me stand up and go, "Okay, that is something special." And now you're gonna you're gonna put these together. Do you know what it is, Tony? I'm going to say something that has to do with Noel Gallagher. No. No? Billy Zoom. <laughs> oh. His silver oh. sparkle jet, dude. It's oh way before gosh. Noel, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah Billy Zoom. That, oh, I mean, man. just, I'd never seen anybody with a, a guitar that, I mean, it's just, it's speedboat silver yep. sparkle. You're talking my language. I mean. Can I, can I tell a Billy Zoom story? Yeah, please. Okay. So uh, this is years and years ago at Nashville NAM, and um, Gretsch had a pretty substantial presence there, and they had just released the Billy Zoom model, artist model. And I'm looking at the Gretsch area. They have like a separate room, and outside is like where the artists and whomever would be there to, to there. And I see it's freaking Billy Zoom just standing there, and nobody is over there. So I went over to him, and I said, hey, you're Billy Zoom. <laughs> and he said, yeah. <laughs> I said. Well, you're off to a good start. Yeah, we're yeah. off to the good start. Um, and, uh, and, and I introduced myself and what I was doing, making pick guards. He said, well, I don't have pick guards on my guitars. <laughs> <laughs> so I he said, basically wanted said, you to go away. I said, okay. No, he was actually, he was very, very accommodating. And I think he enjoyed having somebody to talk to. I was, you know, well, I guess it was Nashville. You know, they probably didn't know about X back then. Yeah. Um, but, Which is uh, hilarious because, I mean, he's. Yeah. He can, but I mean that is so so we just got a, had a good chat and in fact I've got that um, he signed a 
I gave him one of my picks. He gave me one of his no, picks, and then cool. he signed my uh, you know, a photograph that he had there. So <sighs> super cool. But yeah, I mean, it was it was just fun, and I was I was upset that nobody was there to yeah. talk to him. But then again, the same thing happened at other Nam shows with Peter Frampton. Nobody yeah. knew who Peter Frampton was because he didn't have the big head of hair. Right. Um, and I I chatted with him for probably 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? I did. Yeah. I think the other uh, big influence uh, early on was Billy Duffy from The Cult because mm. he had that huge Gretsch yeah. white fountain. Yep. Mm. And while, while I didn't necessarily want that, I, I kind of – I was – pulled into a large scale guitar mm-hmm. there was something really cool about this huge body guitar it was like bigger than life bigger than rock yeah, it was like it's just this like rah. anyways well let's uh, let's shift back over to kaiser tronics yes kaiser tronics we're doing that well that was just a nice convo like getting like hey we now we all know where we're coming from right blake yeah yeah Excellent. i love x by the way i agree oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh i love them anyways okay so on our table right now, we've got two extremely handsome pedals. Handsome. Uh, number one is, uh, I'm going to pull this one up here. Number one is the VFD drive. Now, earlier in the podcast, you heard us kind of hemming and hawing about this like other pedal that might be another great purchase if you're going to buy some sort of said um, JFET type preamp type thing. Uh, and this is absolutely gorgeous. I, I love the look of this pedal. When I talked to Blake earlier on the phone, I said, this reminds me of like in the, as when I was a kid in the eighties, like all electronics look like this. <laughs> it was just, it was either beige colored or it looked kind of looked like this. Yeah. And so I <laughs> love that throwback. And, and we got to talking about design style and he, Blake uh, shared that he was really into mid century stuff as, as have I been. And um, so, Blake, why don't you tell us about this drive, aside from the fact that uh, we're gushing on how great it looks and sounds. Well, thanks. Um, it's, yeah, it's a cascading J-fret. Um, I don't, you know, preamp is a, I guess it is. Um, it's preamp, I think, just kind of implies it. it works kind of like an amp would mm-hmm. to overdrive sound it's a little an bit amp, more. It, it has amp-like, t- it boosts your amp-like tone. It's very organic. Yeah. Yeah. And transparent. <laughs> <laughs> it's transparently organic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's basically uh, uh, you know a, um, cascading JFET, and it um, it has two modes on it. It's a low and a high mode, and so that was kind of what I wanted to do was something a little bit different, depart a little bit from just kind of a tr- uh, traditional JFET preamp design mm-hmm. um, to give you a little bit more flexibility. And so it's meant to you know it's not like a boost setting. Um, which there's plenty of pedals out there that are kind of like a two-stage boost. So you have another foot switch that has, you know, an ability to boost just the regular tone. This, I wanted to have something more that's like flexible towards your board. And so like if you you need a, a late-stage gain drive, like, a you know, something you want to throw after a couple other pedals and you need, you know, something like that, you can put it in high mode and then use it like that. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted just a, you know, even like a... a a clean boost it can do clean boost um you know or something like that just keep it in low mode and put it at the very front of you know your your drive section mm-hmm. can i tell you a funny story about me trying out this pedal yes <laughs> um so i almost called todd and i said i think he wired the high and the low switch backwards 
because, of course, I never go and read anything or, you know, I just play with the stuff. You just plug it in. And, and then, I, then I realized after looking uh, on the website, and I think it's even in the literature that comes with the, with the pedal, it says, <laughs> when you switch from low to high, you may experience a volume drop. <laughs> and that's yeah. what I was experiencing. And I said, well, wait a minute. I switch it to high and the volume goes down. So Yeah, it basically what it does, and that's what's kind of the departure, is it introduces clipping diodes. Uh, and so anytime you're going to put clipping diodes in, they're obviously going to have a little bit um, less signal coming yep. out. And yep. so that's, most guys, what they do is put a you know gain stage after that to kind of do a volume makeup stage. But I liked the way it sounded, and I didn't really want to um, edit anything or change anything about it. And mm -hmm. so... Um, that's why I kind of, the way that I was using it when it was even on the breadboard, I was like, man, just, if I had a switch here, I could just use this anywhere on my board, you know, yes. and just set the mode and yep. then turn the, it's got plenty of volume. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I just, you know, I found what I liked and that's what I, that's, what I ended up. No, it's, awesome. it's just, it's cool. And, and, and after, of course I read what you have to do to compensate for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now it makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, aside from the fact that it's black and gold, <laughs> uh, which, you know, that's Todd's that's, favorite colors. My, yeah, all my yeah. stuff. Um, the what I found to be useful in that wasn't even necessarily that it was, you know, a higher low factor, but how those depending on what that setting was, how that played with the other pedals. Right. That was it was radically different. Um, and I think in the. I'm trying to remember if it was low or high. If one of them felt like it was, uh, it was much more like round and just a bigger tone. Yeah. Um, and the other one kind of kept the cut that the, the more, um, cutting sound. I think the, the rest uh, of my I, board. If, if, if I remember right, I think the low set to me, I preferred the low setting Yeah. because when I kicked it in, I was using a guitar that had, uh, humbuckers in it. Yeah. And I was getting a lot of bass boost when yeah. I when I kicked it over mm -hmm. into the high mode. Yeah, uh, which you know isn't a bad thing, but it's just um, a thing. It's just a thing. Uh, but I preferred the the sound I was getting out of the the low setting. Yeah, and again, depending on where it is on your board, as Blake was pointing out, you could put it in the middle. You could put it at the end. You could put it at at the beginning. And yeah, you, it, it's very very versatile. Um, and it sound it it doesn't. Um, I feel like it has its kind of own character. It doesn't just sound like, oh, there's more signal yeah. or, oh, there's just more gain. Yeah. It introduces itself into the mix, and it's, you can tell that that pedal's on. It's, it's, I really, really liked it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well done. Insert thank you here. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, some guys don't even like clipping diodes, and so which is an interesting thing. Well, there's a lot of pedals using clipping diodes, but um, so when I first started, you know, experimenting with you know non-clipping diode, you know, gain stages to try to introduce more gain, cascading gain stages. Um, I, man, it, it just was like it opened up a whole nother door of possibilities, and I just said. You know, like I, I, I like both. I like pedals with clipping diodes. So I, I was like, man, I'm just going to throw both options in here. So it kind of is two different voices. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you really want to get super technical, but, it, you know, it might be a little hard to hear so two the, completely the, different voices. But it, it's yeah. a better way to say that instead of two different tones. 
Yeah, I, oh, I, I, yeah. I think that's uh, much more fair. So it would be introducing the clipping diodes puts it more in the realm of one's a, more of throaty. A fuzz. One's more throaty. Would you say? I don't. You could get maybe really, really light fuzz tones out of it, um, and then you could actually there's if you open it up, there is two trim pots inside uh-huh. that allow you to kind of fine tune the um, the the bias voltages. And so if you do that and you miss uh, miss bias it, you could you could get into a little bit of fuzzy territory there. But mm-hmm. um, as it sits, I, I tune it pretty much. You know, right stock where you it's know, supposed four, to be four and a half, yeah, four and a yeah. half volts. So nice, very cool. And uh, are these all available? Are do you do in batches, or are you just like the, these are always in stock, or you do build them to no, order? No, you know, I'm such a no. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I did like ten of those, and uh, you have one of the first run of ten, and then now I'm actually releasing a second batch that has a. Um, more mojo internal um turret build um, oh, oh, wow. version that i worked with uh, spruce effects brian at spruce effects um made the layout for me which is super super cool right super on proud of that and so hopefully have those done in the next uh, month or so excellent uh we had them on their show Ooh, almost about i guess about this time last year i think so yeah Episode yeah. uh, six hundred seventy-five. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, so let's let's talk about this other little beauty right here, um, and then we'll get into the bigger picture of what you're doing. Okay, um, this is. I love you. Just went for it. It's the comrade. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. And it's it is. You know, I would have liked to see what, what is this color? That is army green, baby. Yeah, but this, isn't there a a olive, color for olive, olive drab. Olive, olive drab. Olive drab. Olive, olive, olive drab. drab. I would like to see a red star on that. Yeah, next, I, I next love that. that. That pedal <laughs> reminds me of being in a Humvee. Yeah. It really does. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Jared was a military police officer. Yay. Well, right be on. proud of that, dude. Yeah, in I the guess. Army. That's that's pretty awesome, dude. I, well, of course, but. Okay. You know. All right. Well, we'll just leave it there. Um, <laughs> so he's that guy. Semper Fi. Semper Fi, man. No, no. Oh, geez. <laughs> Don't do that. You start oh, no. no. I, right I, I'm not a Marine, my friend. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Nothing wrong with that, but I'm just not a Marine. Yep. Why do you hate the Marines so uh, much? Okay, thanks, Tony. <laughs> so back to the comrade, comrades. Uh, this is a... Okay, when, I appreciate when you can see something that looks really simple, but you pick it up and you and it feels much more than that. I've seen a lot of versions of, you know, like a, a Russian muff. Yeah. Um, and there... There's just something really extra special about this one. and Well, I think both of these pedals, the thing that I like is they are solid versions of things that if you grew up with the original things, you realized how flimsy the old, the originals were. Yeah. These are solid. They look cool. The pots are fantastic. Yep. And the knobs are extremely cool on this one. Yeah. The the pots are like crust. It's like pizza crust. Like you can judge pizza crust like you can judge wine. You know, hmm. you can. Oh, yeah. And when you get a good pot, you're like, this is like, oh, check, turn the knob. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. And you got these. Where are these knobs from? These things are huge. Uh, those are surplus Soviet Russian stuff. 
Nice. Wow. Some yep. some guys playing around in a MIG right now going, out. what's wrong? <laughs> Where are my knobs? <laughs> <laughs> Those damn guitar knobs stole my knobs. <laughs> One ten, I know. I don't know. Uh, he might be Count Chocula driving. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> so terrible. I don't know where that went. Apologies to our <laughs> Russian <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah, Boris is somewhere, you know, just. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, super cool. Really great look. It it looks like it sounds. It is tough. Yep. It's it sounds simple and mean and and uh well done, man. Thanks. Thank you so much. Appreciate so it. So what did is this would you say is this a true version or is this a Kaiser version? Uh what of what? It's a compared so to like, like a Russian big muff. It's not a muff at all. Oh, it's it not. is a it's a fuzz face variant. Ah. So it is. I knew a, that, Tony. That's because uh, <laughs> I don't read anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny though. I mean, if you think, if you thought it was a muff, I mean, it's it's pretty woolly and big. I yeah. mean, it, it's not your traditional uh, thin kind of still cool, but a little bit you know more trebly uh, fuzz face. It's, right. It's definitely <laughs> tuned a lot more like aggressive, and uh, it's got really big, you know. Um, Russian transistors in it. It's and, it, uh, yeah, Armenian it, transistors. When you buy one of these, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing you got to do is take the back off because <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> it is. It's just really neat. It looks like it, it looks like scuba tanks in here. It's like scuba <laughs> Steve left his little tanks. You know, scuba he's, Steve. He's also drawing and goes, "Why? Where are the tanks? <laughs> <laughs> Everything. Everybody's missing stuff, and it's all in this pedal. <laughs> I pushed the button. Nothing happens." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so yeah, it's just a two transistor um, fuzz face variant with a bias control external, and then uh, there's a internal bias control on that nice little board that you see in there too. It's a I uh, custom made some you know eyelet boards, so it's all kind of like eyelet wired, um, yeah, a little bit with Mojo components, and you know um, I like circuits that look as cool as they sound. So yeah. Uh, well, it, it certainly does it. And I think that gives you just a little bit of extra appreciation when you see something under the hood, you're like, oh, you know, it's yeah, like, it's like yeah. painted headers and stuff. It's like, yeah, oh. yeah. I rolled off the tone on, on my guitar and just played that one very loudly through my Vox and it sounded great. Yeah. It's super aggressive. And then, you know, like a traditional fuzz face, it does clean up pretty well too when you roll back on the volume yeah, and so yeah. you have a lot of, a lot of tonal flexibility. Um, and so I, I really, you know, I'm fairly new. Like I, you know, started Kaisertronics this year and oh, I, really? I, I was really on you right from the beginning, man. Just want you to know that. Yeah. Caught my yeah. Eye right away. Kaiser. And I, I, you know, I started building pedals back in like 2012 and, um, just kind of just played around. I didn't do anything original until this year. And so when I first started out this year, I was like, I want to take like two or three circuits and learn everything it is to be learned, everything there's to be learned about that, you know, like, and so I, I really kind of honed in on fuzz faces because I had neglected that circuit. I'd always thought it was just kind of like, 
overdone. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's lots of guys making fuzzes out there. And you know what I realized? It's a simple circuit, but there is there's so much to making it sound good. And there's so many different variants of tones that you can get just based on transistors alone that make that circuit just, I mean, it's a, it's a wealth of tonal possibilities. Mm-hmm. And so I really wanted to try to build a lot of those this year and try to figure out how to understand that circuit on a, on a different level. Um, and so I, nice. I built probably like 50 of them this year and sold. And um, they're just, they're really, really fun and they can be, tonally super flexible so it's it's definitely something that um earns its place on a board right on now can i comment on your uh your packaging uh you may that's a bigger conversation hang on just wait a second jared yeah i had a question so i i love the army theme or military theme you have on Mm -hmm. the on the comrade so what uh, made you come up with that name, Comrade, for the pedal? Uh, so all of my names kind of are <sighs> playful. So they tie back into the pedal. And so uh, to some degree. So that one has Russian transistors. Ah. And I was like, okay, so what, what am I going to do here? Ah. And so I said, what's a good generic Russian <laughs> You know, American word. Comrade. There you go. That was it. (laughs) I like it. Now is it my turn, Todd? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to get that out there. Because look, because when you pick it up, when you pick it up and you go like, okay, it's named Comrade. It's got three knobs. Oh, it's, it's a, it's a Russian muff. Just like you did. Just like I did. So. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, what was the, but it's not. So what was the trickery behind the trickery? Yeah, they're all just like I use. Uh, I make another fuzz face that uses, you know, other types of transistors that look like little uh, U- uh, flying saucers, and it's called oh. UFO. So, oh, well, there you go. it's oh, like the most sense. obvious thing. I'm not a smart man. You know, you just <laughs> go, just yeah. go. Hey, this sounds great. So let's go with that. On to the next big thing. I think that I mean I was I, gushing on the yeah. on the opening video yeah. that I did of this. Go the, ahead. The packaging is is top notch, and the thing that I I really like is when I open up the box. And your little phraseology there that says, go make good music. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love the the paper. You kind of made it look like it just came out of a... Uh, a Russian vault. It's somewhere. like new old stock letterhead. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. That's exactly yeah. what it looks like. And uh, in like '62. And and it's just it again. The packaging is probably as handsome as the pedals. I mean, I appreciate that. Maybe Thanks. even more I, so. Yeah. I <laughs> I uh, I really wanted. To, I don't like just sort of going halfway. And mm-hmm. so it it was one of those things where I was just like, I'm gonna have some really cool elements and. Um, I like I it. Wanted to make I mean, it's it's very package. very very you know kind of fifties uh, military retro. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, I all that stuff. The industrial equipment from fifties or forties to sixties really was yeah a huge influence on me growing up, and that and aeronautics and yeah. The know. the logo kind of looks like McDonnell Douglas. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. From so California. Space AG. Yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. So, like, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, McDonald Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up right around the where the McDonald Douglas plant was. My dad worked there and stuff. Yeah. So, oh, that's I'm awesome. Like, oh, wow, yeah. check that out. Was that Long Beach? Yeah. Yep. Okay. See, I know stuff. Yeah. I know stuff. Um, 
<laughs> now, the, with the with the packaging, you go into great detail, and and I think it's one thing to say, "Oh, your packaging is great." No, the the feel of the boxes, the printing on the boxes. Yep. You, you got foil print on them, and then there's the sheet that he was talking about. It isn't just a piece of paper. It's like it is your. It's sort of your certificate of authenticity as well. And you, you know, you hand sign them, you mm -hmm. hand number them, and you got all the information that you need about it. And that really does make it kind of feel extra special. Yeah, I, uh, that paper design, I used to uh, make invoices out of those. And I was like, man, this would be super cool. Like this design just poured it over to the Kaisertronic stuff. And so I, I, then I double printed out, you know, old paper texture paint paper and so i just keep a whole mm -hmm. bunch of you know sheets of that on hand and just you know kind of print the manuals out on them so that's great man it's nice good work good work yeah. so you so, said you just started this about a year ago is that right yeah a little over a yeah. year ago uh, how what was the genesis of that i mean did you i mean i'm, I'm assuming you built pedals maybe for yourself or friends yeah yeah uh so I grew up in the music industry in Nashville, and then when I moved out of there, I moved to like the middle of nowhere in Arkansas for a few years, and I was like super bored. I'm a guy that really likes using his hands to do stuff, and I didn't have a like a project to work on, and so I got into this like 2012, got into sort of just uh, I don't know, like Zvex stuff was super oh, yeah. trendy yep. at that point, yep. and so you could build. <laughs> I guess, you know, you can go online at that point and find some circuits and stuff. And I didn't have hardly any knowledge at all. So it was a lot of copying. You just kind of just plug and play, put the pieces in place and do that kind of thing. But I, I think the first circuit that I ever traced was the Emerson M drive, um, which was a super simple little, uh, you know, kind of boost pedal situation and that really was like i was like man this is super cool but i don't have enough knowledge to like make this you know like to really do anything with pedals and so i kind of like did it for maybe a year or two and i just kind of kept over the years kept coming back to it just for fun just for myself i didn't build pedals for anybody else and i was like i'm not going to do this until i've got time to sit down and study and when COVID hit, right, like everybody had all this abundance of time sitting at home. And I'm like, yeah, I think now is the time. So I just started watching YouTube videos and like reading books. And I had some really good friends that I was able to kind of hit up and just say, hey, what do I do about learning about circuits? And um, and just kind of built as I go, you know, like as I went that way and, and started breadboarding and um, – that's sort of like the, the evolution of pedal making. Excellent. So um, do you have anything in the <laughs> oven right now? Do you have anything uh, that you're working on currently for the future? Anything worth mentioning? Any teasers? Anything of the sort? <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of, I, you know, I, I like the idea of just taking one circuit and getting really good at it. But mm. the Tone Bender family of circuits um, has been on my my uh, list for 2022 so i think i'm going to take just kind of like i did this year with fuzz faces and and two transistor fuzzes i'm going to take the three transistor fuzz next year and really start to just build a ton of those because there's, there's so much to learn about how those circuits work the tone bender one 
um, is completely different from the 1.5, which is completely different from the two. Uh And so all of those give a different flavor. Um, and all of them are equally super unique. And so, um, that's kind of on my plate for next year. Interesting. That's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. and you're probably going to have to start making a whole bunch more of these uh, VFD drives and stuff now. So, just get <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm excited for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Blake, it has been super fun talking to you about your pedals and your company, and uh, you mm-hmm. obviously have a super big, bright future ahead of you uh, in in doing this. Especially if you keep making things like we're looking at right now. We are really, really impressed, and uh, we know that everybody who's listening, if you get your hands on one of these, uh, will be as well. Thanks so much, man. You Appreciate are welcome. Um, we are going to dip into the drive. We're going to hop in the El Camino. That's right. That'll get you. We're just going to keep going with that. Um, I I actually had anyway. So well, that's another story. Um, we're going to hop in the El Camino and take a drive past Jared's uh, house. See if he's Jared's on driving this time. That's right. That's he right. is driving this time. He's Ladies and gentlemen, house. welcome to Jared's house. Where we're going to play a nice little game of Would You Rather. All right. So you're walking down the street, and uh, Alex Keaton or Marty McFly. Okay. Uh, Marty McFly pulls up in the uh, DeLorean. From Back to the Future. So you hop in a DeLorean, you go back to what, I think 1996 to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where Led Zeppelin is performing. So not only is Led Zeppelin okay, wait, performing... Okay, hold, hold on, hold on. So for those that don't know what we're talking about, because there, there might be a, a, a big handful that maybe don't. There was a movie called Back to the Future. In which... Oh, dear. Yeah. You're, you're really explaining this? Well, uh, I'm just saying. There's, you know, it, it's, it's worth it because we just... Okay. We just... Skipped we just, all that. We and just, just went to the in. time travel. So Anyways, uh, talk about time travel via, via a DeLorean, a DeLorean car. Doctor Emmett Brown made it yes. out of stuff. And, and if you're lost, just play in. along with us. It's fine. So we're going back to 1996. Around, I think it was around 96 when Led Zeppelin was. Uh, in that death. is correct. And actually, we told the story about meeting him. Okay. Yeah. So you're there, and. You are in the back. You're in the backstage, and you're given a choice. You can either be um, Jimmy Page's tech, or you can be Neil, Neil Young's tech. Because if you remember, Neil Young had Old Black, mm-hmm. and he performed with Led Zeppelin. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anybody does remember that, but you do, and that's what counts. That is a very true story, so look it up. Yes. Anyhow, you have either one week with Old Black, just you and the guitar, or if you're Jimmy Page's the Blackie? Black, Old Black. Yeah, the 53 yeah. gold top that was yep. refinished in black. It's got the yep. 62 Firebird pickup. Yep. I think just look it up, all the good stuff about yeah. that guitar. Very famous guitar, Neil Young. Metal pickguard. But you only have 24 hours with Jimmy Page's number one. Which does affect the tone. Okay. So are you going to take the whole week with Blackie? Mm. And you can open it and, you know, 
do whatever you want and check out all the specs, play it, take it to your buddy's house and brag, whatever. Or it is old black. It's old black. Yeah. Or you're going to go with Jimmy Page's number one. You only get 24 hours with that. Oof. Mm. 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 And you got to give it back. That's right. That's tricky. Does it come with any amps or anything? Just the Just guitar. a guitar. Just a you guitar. Know, you take it with you. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That is... What if we jump back in the DeLorean mm-hmm. with the guitar? Then the DeLorean will just explode because you're not allowed <laughs> to do that. It's too much rock and roll, man. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to check in with Tony. Yeah. Then we're going to ask Jared. Then we're going to ask Blake. And then we're going to ask me. It's not an easy one. I it, like it. It really isn't. <clears throat> well, yeah, it's not. But, you know, and as much as, as, as I enjoy James Page's playing, um, I think I would take Neil Young's guitar because it is just, I mean, that guitar. <laughs> he recorded with it. Well, he recorded. Well, as, it's an as, iconic as, guitar. Pagey, but but I, I just think when you look at it, it's the, you know, it's the Bigsby, it's the mini humbucker, it's the metal pick guard, it's, and it's just probably coated in Neil Young gunk <laughs> that it would just be really cool. And, uh, I mean, to me, I always enjoy a somewhat beat-up-looking guitar, um, and that guitar looks pretty beat-up. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, final answer... Uh, Neil Young, Old Black. Nice. I, um, I'm going to go... This is really difficult. I don't think I've made a 100% decision yet. Mm. Do you want us to come back to you? No, I'm going to go with... I'm also going to go with Old Black. It nice. gives me... Because you get a week with it. That yeah. means you're going to be in 96 for a week. Right? Uh, in 1996. Yeah. Ooh. You get a whole week to be in 1996. I, this year I graduated high school. Ooh, that's nice. So, and, and the year I went into the military. So I, I would definitely go with Blackie. Number one, because you get more time with the guitar. Mm-hmm. And number two, of course, it's a, I'm a much more bigger Zeppelin fan than I am Neil Young. But do you have to spend it in Cleveland? You know what? I would. <laughs> that's that's when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was fairly new. They had just built that yeah. brand new facility, and I was there that summer. Yeah, um, uh, with my dad, so that was very special. Wow! But yeah, yeah I would. Cool. Uh, but yes, I I would definitely go with the week and spend a week with Black, the old Black guitar. Yeah. All right, Blake. How about yourself? You know what's so funny is I think I was in. At the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 98. Nice. Something like that, too. And that was with my dad. That was like one of the coolest Wait, nostalgic what, moments. How How did that? Janis Joplin's Porsche and all that. What, what? Give us. What do you mean you were at it with your dad? I visited it okay. with my dad. Okay. Which was a, a special, you know, father son trip. Yes. So yeah, it wasn't cool. the actual. No. Induction, you're not a, no. a child no. of some famous people that you have neglected to tell us about. <laughs> no, he just no. went to the he went to the museum. Well, no, we, I've got yeah. that cleared yes. up. Yes, just yeah. like any other. The Rock person. Hall, as we like to call it. Uh, yeah, well, anyways. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, mom. and I would definitely pick Neil Young's just for the sole fact of the Bigsby. That's it. I yeah. love, love, love Bigsby's. It's on every guitar that I can put one on. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, that's, I just constantly play with the tremolo. So, well, what about I, you? I remember watching, and I'd never really seen um, him in this fat in this sort of fashion before. You know, and I, I was it was Neil Young was the acoustic guy to oh, me. Yeah. Not always. And then I saw him jump up there with Pearl Jam, rocking and keep on rocking in the free world, and I like that smacked me in the forehead to the point where. I asked my friend who was a, a uh, novice metal worker, I'm like, I want a metal pick guard. And I, and I did, and I put it on my cherry Les Paul, mm. like immediately, because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that, that was the coolest thing. Uh, it was it's just, still it was, cool. I don't it care. It was an amazing, amazing moment in, in rock music history. And seeing him just punish that guitar, <laughs> just absolutely with, like, like he had a vendetta against that but which you know he loves the thing it's just it was reacting to him and it, and it was it, i don't know that i had seen anybody like really have that connection with the, with the instrument up until that point I've seen lots of people play it but that was a that was a whole other level i mean that's a yeah, you're approaching the the realm of Jimi hendrix with it's with, it was really remarkable and i think if i'm if my memory serves me correctly at one point like he like broke all the strings on it um probably I, I can't remember i think i saw that happen that was a long time ago but i'm definitely going with blackie because i nice. like the weird stuff too like I, I like when people put their personal you know for lack of better terms mojo into the instrument you know mm -hmm. different kinds of knobs and like things that aren't supposed to be there are there exactly nice another unanimous wow, that's a unanimous one I and like that's it. over Jimmy Page's guitar. Yeah, yeah. I, it, well, I made it difficult. It, you did, but I think style of playing wise, old black suits me better than yeah, I, I feel too reverent. It's a less Paul, less Paul. Yeah, yeah it's it all is. less. They're all just less Pauls. So, anyways, uh, thank you for that, Jared. That was a really good one. Um, you got it. And uh, Tony's. We got to thank a couple people, and then we're going to let our friend Blake go for the evening. Yes, we are. We going to let him go. Yes. Okay. He's going to leave regardless. No, 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 no. We know where he lives. <laughs> yes. We're driving down in the El Camino tonight. That's right. <laughs> Do it. El Camino. Party. You know, Todd, at this point of the show, there's a special group of people that we love to thank. That's right. These are our executive producers. I know. Now, you might be wondering, Blake's probably wondering, what the hell is an executive producer? Well, let me tell you. Executive producers make this podcast possible. They're the sponsors. They're the patrons. Now, how do you become one? You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate. Become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. That's right. As an executive producer, well, each level does come with some really nice thank you gifts. But as an executive producer, you get... Nice gifts, really nice you gifts. You get stuff. But there's one thing more. Todd, what is it? You get to have your name <laughs> read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. That's He's, what I say. Ah, that, was, that was one of the best Jared impersonations I've heard you do yet. Yeah, he did grip the back of my neck and my mouth <laughs> did move. It was just his voice. <laughs> That's right. So I'm going to say a very special thanks to these executive producers. Hang on. Breath in, breath out. Breath in. Tom Bresson, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Ken Sayers, Michael Senchak, 
Stefan Lamb, Anthony Lathrop, John Anglin, John Estelle, Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gula Guitars, Richard Kendall, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Garten, Elad Mazrahi, Magdi, Trevor Gunberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony Gemalero, John Halverson, Drew Lopez, Van Vaderin, not Vanderin pedals, Vaderin pedals, mm. and Moon Guitars. I'm over the moon with Moon Guitars. <laughs> Perfect. It's like our drunk uncle just got the microphone. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> Todd, stop interrupting me. <laughs> because we have another special group of executive producers. We Ooh. call them our grand uh, poobas. That's right. These fine folks wear a special fez upon their head. They really, really make the show possible. So special, special, special thanks yes. to these grand poobas. Jonathan Jeruzic. Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S. S. Tommy Manasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mel, San Mal Sanders, not Mel, Mel's his brother. Bob Crouch, Sam Jett, Michio Murakishi, Martin Cliff, Hex Matos, mm -hmm. we spoke of earlier, Michael Van Zant, Brian Robison, John Daly, Ricardo Igareda, <laughs> and Brandon Wound Pickups. That's yeah, right. All right. That's Thank right. you so much, one and all, for helping us out. It truly makes this machine work, and we could not be more grateful to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And these are also the people that are hugely active in supporting all of the smaller builders out there. Yep. Uh, so it isn't just our show there. They're out there and they're doing it. So thank Thanks. you so much. Uh, Blake, tell us where yes. people can connect with you and buy these amazing pedals that you're making. Yeah. Uh, Kaisertronics.com or you can find me on Instagram at Kaisertronics. Excellent. Tony. Yes. Why don't you go over to PickGuardian.com and check out some of the special tone-enhancing plastics that I <laughs> offer. <laughs> we complete with shielding for yes. extra capacitance. <laughs> now, just go check out some of the things that I do. You can buy some stuff online, but, you know, as I always say, I generally do mostly custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you want, what you want to do, what you're trying to do. I might even have some tips for you because I've done this stuff before for a long time. Yep. So uh, shoot me an email. Link's on the site. Right on. Do it. Jared. I work for Gibson. So buy Gibsons. Um, <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of me, though, uh, reach me through the Guitar Knob yes, stuff. Yes, and at the beginning of the year, you will have your new uh, Instagram up and running. That's what Todd says. That's I what I say. Because yeah. I'm fielding I'll, messages now. I probably will. <laughs> Uh, all yeah. right, you can uh, reach me. You can send me a an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. Share your thoughts, your feelings, your hopes, your dreams, whatever. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your would you rathers. We know you got them. We know you're thinking about them. Yep. Send them our way. How about the four, four on the floors, too? Sure, you can do those, too. 
we need to say a colossal thank you to Blake. Thanks, Blake. From Kaisertronics for joining us on the show and uh, sending out these beautiful pedals to, uh, for us to play. So, Blake, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. You bet. All right, man. Keep making the good stuff. Indeed. I will try. I will try. Everybody have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's just me now. Um, oh, you're back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hello is there. That's your chance. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I should say my name. You should. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear the. Hey, hey. Clickety clacks. Too late. Too late. I didn't see it. Too late. Cat's out of the bag. Bring this down just a touch. A touch too much. Ring a ding ding, baby. I need to come out this way so I can slouch. No, no slouching. Yeah, just don't slouch. I want to slouch. No don't slouching. A little hot. Too it's hot to hot. handle. It's coming in hot. Check one, two. And if you have to uh, use a restroom break, let us yeah. know. Or, it's or if hot. you need help finding the microphone like Jared. Right. <laughs> See, I know stuff. Yeah. I know stuff. Jared. Snoring. Yeah, why? Boring. All right. Wow. <laughs> well, your turn's coming up, so we'll get ready, Tony. <laughs> yeah. My mom used to say I have a great face for radio. Yes, I, I agree with that. <laughs> now, let's just do it now. Just do it over. Okay, starting right. over. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the guitar for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time